It's Brian Preston, the money guy. Restoring order to your financial chaos. Retirement, investing, taxes. You've got financial questions, he's got financial answers. It's Brian Preston, the money guy. Unbelievably, this is the last show of 2013. Can you believe that you, that this year is almost over? I feel like just yesterday was New Year's Day. Yeah, I mean, I just started my New Year's resolution, started exercising, started eating a little healthier. And what have I ended the year with is that I've got a table full of popcorn, fudge, peanut brittle, <laughs> cookies. I mean, it's everything that I told myself I wasn't going to eat it back in January. I, I think our clients have figured out that we have sort of a sweet tooth and we kind of like delicious food. So they just love to bombard us. And we are so thankful for it. But holy cow, we ate way too much, too many goodies during this time of year. Just in case you're new to the show, this is the Money Guy Show. You can go check us out, money-guy.com. Also, please feel free to check out all of our social media connections. You know, this is social media just in the sheer fact that it's a blog and a podcast. You might have discovered us through either Stitcher, iTunes. There's a lot of other podcast RSS-type feed um, applications that we're featured on, and we welcome you for coming to that. But if you still want to stay connected to the show, even above and beyond the audio parts, go check us out on Twitter. Bo, what's our, our Twitter handle? It's at Money Guy Podcast. We also have a Facebook page that um, is growing, you know, weekly. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's, what's the handle on that one? Uh, you just go to Facebook.com and you just search for The Money Guy Show. I'm just glad people of your generation still know what a handle is. I think of that as more of a C- CB a handle, type yeah, term. that's like how you hold like a milk jug. It's <laughs> no. like the hook that attaches the cup. That's how you hold it, right? Okay, before we lose all of our listeners, let's go ahead and talk about what today's show is. Maybe we are a little too giddy just because we know Mr. Ho-Ho, as, it's known, as he's known in my house, is coming to visit us next week. That's right. Old St. Nick himself will be visiting the Preston household. Uh, what we're going to be covering today is really charitable giving. This is the time that... The, the the reason for the season and the season to, to really be generous and give. I mean, it's, it's, it's a great time of year just for those that like to receive gifts right. and those that just get the biggest kick out of watching people open gifts and also just being generous in nature, whether it's charitable giving, helping out organizations through volunteer efforts. This really is a great time to give a little bit of yourself to these organizations that are in need. So I wanted to kind of talk about that and give you some really good tips to close out the year because you might be thinking about this. Maybe if you're not as charitable-minded, you're thinking about, hey, I need some tax deduction. So it works out perfectly on sticking it to old uncle a little bit here at the end of the year to, and also helping a, a good charitable organization at the same time. So we're going to go over some year-end tips. I'm also going to go into donor-advised funds. Uh, it feels like we did one of these shows just recently, but Looking back, it's been years since right. we've done any discussion on donor-advised funds, and these things are so user-friendly now, it's a shame we have not made this an annual tradition to bring right. these up. Um, so we've been working on that with some clients around the firm here, so I want to bring you guys in the loop so you can also benefit from it. Before I get into the meat, I do have to tell you, 2013 has been a huge year for me. Um, as I shared from the previous podcast, I turned 40 just a few weeks ago. December is always, Bo, you even picked on me. You said, you know, I, I fi- it took me a few years of working with you to realize you just get kind of sentimental this time of year. It happens. It happens. And it's true. I do get very sentimental in the month of December. And I think it has to do with that it's Christmas time. You know, and I am one of those people, 
I, I love my family so much. I have memories of growing up with my family that, you know, I do kind of get more nostalgic for what's occurred in the past right. and also the situation that I'm in. So Christmas time definitely plays uh, upon me in, in that way. But then there's also, and, and I don't want to spend a ton of time on it, but this is the same month that is the passing of my grandmother and my father. You know, they both passed during the month of December. So you, you find yourself, you know, when you have loved ones that were really close to you that passed, you, you know, you kind of make a mental note of those dates and, you know, you reflect on those days when they come and go. And, and I also, and I, I love it. We have a client out in Arizona. I don't have to give his name. He'll know who he is when he listens to this. I, he, I think he's the same as me. He kind of reflects and he sent us some emails last year. He sent us one just kind of talking about some of the, the achievements he had in 2012. And I, I kind of am the exact same way. I like taking inventory of the, of my blessings. Uh, of my family, of my friends, and and other loved ones, you know, and and even I shared with you guys in a, one of the most recent podcasts, just watching how this firm has grown and seeing how my family here at work has grown and how successful and accomplished everybody is. It just gives me chill bumps and goosebumps just thinking about it. So it's led me to to just kind of be overwhelmed with all these emotions that I've started realizing a lot of my success is on the back of this podcast. And, and a lot of you are like, what is he talking about? How, you know, what, how does this all play together? And you guys should know, I started this podcast back in 2006, really as a hobby because I loved the technology that Apple was doing with the brand new iPods that came on the scene. But also, um, it, it was the fact that I felt guilty that my industry is structured in a way that those that don't have a lot of assets you don't get access to some of the best advice that's possible. It's just not the way the system works. I mean, it's not uncommon for you to, to end up in a situation where a lot of your money might go into a product that's more suitable than being the best product for you. So I, I had a lot of people coming to me that didn't meet my minimums, and it's unfortunate that we even have to have minimums, but it's just the way the nature of the industry is, that I was like, well, why don't I use this avenue to get advice out and it started as a hobby and boom i mean this thing has become huge for us um i mean we we're, we're on been featured on itunes in a prominent location gotten a lot of support from apple and itunes since 2006 when we started this thing stitcher has picked us up very quickly as we've added and keep growing with them as well as another avenue that we're spreading this show we now have clients in 20 plus states we, um, 70 to 80% of our new business is coming directly from this podcast. And that could be whether it's new clients directly from the podcast or referrals from right. older clients from the podcast. And it just, the comments that are on both iTunes and some of the other avenues, I'm just, I've been overwhelmed. I really have. And then it really hit me. We had that whole tweet that we did, Gabe, uh, talking about Forbes. Mm-hmm. We asked you guys to write Forbes. It, warmed my heart more than you can realize when Forbes contacted me and said, hey, call off everybody. You've overwhelmed our email accounts. So, you know, we need you to tell people we got the message. We'll look at your website. That's I hope the same thing happens with the Stitcher tweet that you right. did, um, because I really want to make, you know, Stitcher's award list. So, Gabe, if you want to repost that after I've given it a shout out on the show, I think it would help. And you guys have been awesome. So I started thinking all this has led me to think, what can we do different in 2014? What what can we do in 2014 to let everybody know how thankful we, we are for them, but also just how blessed this show has created really a way for us to get a platform to, to get bigger ideas out? Mm-hmm. So 
it's going to be a win for everybody because here's where I go with it. I'm, I'm excited, as you can tell, so that's why I'm kind of rambling a little bit, is that I want you guys, first of all, everybody who's part of the Money Guy family, I'm going to be more generous in the giving aspect of it and the fact that if you follow us on the social media, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, we're going to start doing some giveaways on some key points. And these giveaways could be just memberships and subscriptions to um, some of our you know premium membership sections. It could be some of these T-shirts that I'll be talking about in a minute. But it also can be some Apple products that we're considering and putting out there. So you should, if you're not following us on Twitter, if you're not following us on Facebook, check it out because we're going to be very generous in 2014 because you're going to... My sensibility of feeling accomplished and blessed and needing to give back is going to be your benefit. So please follow up on that. And then the bigger thing, and this is the thing I'm most excited about that I'm going to need the the Money Guy family to kind of step up and help out with is that I've also realized, and it's primarily driven by that whole Forbes situation, that we do have a platform that there's a whole group of you guys out there that are mobilized that are just incredible financial people. I mean, you're cream of the crop in that, but you also can do some incredible things if we all come together. So autism is a chair is an, you know, is an ailment or, uh, you know, a, a thing that has come about and keeps getting more and more prominent that impacts my family. And I don't like to go into too many details, but just know autism touches my family pretty heavily. So I've decided that this coming year in 2014, I want to do something with our platform here that's going to draw awareness to autism and also raise money for it. So we'll probably go partner up. I don't know if it's going to be Autism Speaks, but it's going to be some type of autism charity. And we want to do some shirts. We're going to do some some T-shirts, and they're going to be what I call geek chic. They're going to be so cool that if you go to the gym, you want to be seen in these shirts. That even if you've never listened to The Money Guy Show, you're going to want to use and buy one of these shirts as a gift for your friends. And then when they see the shirt, somebody who's just out on the street, they're going to buy these shirts. And this is not a money-making scheme. I'm going to donate every bit of the money that I'm even going to go ahead and front-end load the cost of the T-shirts. So 100% of the money will go to this autism charity whenever we decide what it is. Not not just the, the net from the cost of the shirts and then what we bring in. 100% of whatever we sell these shirts for will go to the charity. So I'm going to need anybody who's listening who has a background in T-shirts, who can help us on the supply side, reach out to us. You know, write us. You can write Bo, B-O, at money-guy.com or myself at Brian at money-guy.com. Anybody who can do the screen press, you know, printing, I don't, I'm don't. i probably using the wrong terms on it. Anybody who's a graphic design artist who just wants to add to their portfolio because we're not paying for any of this stuff because I really want this to be part of the big give of 2014, we're going to make this happen. And I hope you can tie into this passion and this vision that we have. And we're going to create a, a movement, an environment. And I'm going to tie it into something that I've been brainstorming with you, Bo, about for the last two or three, three years, Tightwad Nation. You know, we've, we've already grabbed the, the domain name of tightwadnation.com. We're going to kind of create some things through that. Don't go to it right now. There's nothing out there live or we've reserved it. But um, got some big ideas for 2014, and I, I, we're going to make it happen. So... Uh, Bo, anything you want to add before I kind of switch gears? Because uh, I, I, you know, I spent the first ten minutes of the show going through some of these vision, big ideas that in the shower in the morning, as I'm scrubbing my head, getting the shampoo out, I'm like, man, if this all works out, it's going to be tremendous. A- anything you you've thought about? I think 2014 is going to be an awesome year. I'm excited about some of the ideas we've come up with. We've shared some of them. We have some we haven't shared. We're still having the hopper we're working on, um, and we're just excited that you guys want to be a part of it. So uh, so stay tuned in 2014. 
We have some fun, fun stuff going on. So let me load you up with some free stuff because, man, are we good at helping the tightwad nation load up with free information. So that's how we're going to go ahead and give you these these tax tips on how to really clean the closet and do some charitable giving um, as, you, as you're figuring out how you close out 2013. I was really surprised when I started doing the show prep for today's show. I was like, where can I get some resources uh, on some good tips for for how to close out the year uh, if you want to give extra to charity and so forth and make sure you're doing it right? And who knew Uncle Sam and his great website, irs.gov, actually had some year-end tips for giving. Nice. So look at old Uncle Sammy trying to help us out. And this was actually published on December 16th, so it was only a few days ago. And we're going to go through a few of these things. Uh, we've used this first thing that they told you is kind of a loophole that they're closing. It's a loophole they knew about. It's a charitably inclined loophole um, that, that will be closing potentially at the end of 2013 unless something changes in Congress. But it's the special tax-free charitable distributions for IRA owners. Mm-hmm. And what this is, I know I've even used this before on my own in-laws, is that if you're over 70 and a half and you have to make minimum required distributions from your IRA accounts, you can make those IRA distributions directly to a charity of your choice. And what happens is, now realize when you do this, you don't get to take that charitable deductions anymore on your Schedule A, on your itemized deductions. But it doesn't show up on that page one of your 1040. So your Social Security, good chance that it's not going to be 85% taxable if the large portion of your taxable income each year is coming from taking those required minimum distributions. So it's a pretty cool charitable planning opportunity. Maybe, um, I don't know how many 70 and a half year olds we have listening, but maybe your parents right. um, are, are, have that. Sh- and you want to talk about that with your CPA and your, t- your, your investment advisor. It is something you might want to at least have the discussion on. So essentially, it's a great way to avoid the income tax hit from those required minimum distributions. Exactly. And if you're charitably minded, it lets you fund those charitable goals you might have um, with your churches or any other charitable organization that you work with. Um, I want to talk about the charitable giving of household items. I think a lot of people, they get a little nervous. Uh, hey, I, okay, I like to give to Goodwill. I like to give to, you know, all these different uh, disability organizations that will take, you know, your clothing, your household items, your furniture. And, and you're like, well, you know, I know the rules have changed. Well, how does that all work? Well, to be deductible... Clothing and household items donated to charity generally must be in good used condition. Now, why is that important that I said good? Is because they passed a rule a few years ago that said, and this is why I'm one of these, you know, when you go to the Salvation Army and you give them like four bags of clothing and you hopefully have a detail of what you gave them. That's, that's one of the key things. When they give you that receipt, a lot of times they're not paying attention to what they're giving you. I always say, can you please write on there? Because believe me, the way me and my wife are with our clothing, it's not like we're out there doing anything with hard, heavy labor. They are truly in good clothing. I always say, can you please notate on there that I gave you the clothing in good condition? Right. Um, and that's a key part because they are looking at that more at the Internal Revenue Service. They don't want you, you know, there's there was a, a, a famous political figure that got in trouble years ago by the late night comedians because he gave away a bunch of his underwear. Um, you know, that, that, that might be considered not in good condition because probably people don't want your undergarments. But if you know you're doing shirts, 
dress I'm, shirts and I'm just gonna throw it out there. If you've worn a pair of drawers once, I think they kind of <laughs> lose good condition status. Well, that's why that's why there was a lot of jokes made about it. And me being I think the only reason I remember is coming from the CPA background, I was like, oh. That's kind of crazy because, I mean, I can you imagine that because I know I make whenever I, I donate something, I have to make a detail. I'm like, and my wife gets so annoyed because she's like, can we just throw it in the bag? And, and, go? and I was like, no, don't you want the tax deduction? We got to notate that we had, we gave six trousers, you know, six female trousers. We had, to, you know, two blouses. You know, you're supposed to make these lists. Right. And, and Gabe, don't make faces like that because in a minute, I'm going to give you a web link that you're going to post on the <laughs> website that's a valuation guide because your CPA will want to give you a kiss on the mouth. That when you give them that that goodwill receipt, but then you also have a nice Excel spreadsheet that you printed out that has the description of the item. It's goodwill, you know, tied to this this publication of this valuation guide, and it all is averaged out, and then it's got a nice little summary at the bottom. You're going to save yourself a fortune in tax prep fees, but also you're going to help your 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 CPA tremendously because they're not going to, have to call you later and say, hey, by the way. Uh, do you have a detail for this, or, or are we going to only say that this was worth $50 instead of $650 because you have no detail of what you have here? So just make sure you are notating as in good use condition or better. Um, it says clothing or household items for which a taxpayer claims a deduction of over $500 now does not have to meet these standards if the taxpayer includes a qualified appraisal of the item with the return. Who does that? I was like, really, IRS? Where I mean, do you it, find a qualified appraiser for giving away? Nobody's taking work. over their their duckhead shorts and pants and getting an appraisal on it. <laughs> so I would just make sure you notate good on there. But I can't help but read this stuff because it's kind of funny to me. Um, it said guidelines for monetary donations. It says to deduct any charitable donation of money, regardless of amount. And this is something I always remind people. Be careful because a lot of people in the past, it was not uncommon that you just plug $250, you know, because there was a provision many years ago, well, I say several years ago, where, you know, they, they, they understood that, you know, on street corners you have little kids selling donuts for their cheerleading team or softball team or baseball team. Or giving burn um, the boot, the fireman. Burn the, I was a fireman there standing on the street corner with the boots and the collecting. But now that's where the, the IRS is not. They got a little Grinch in them. You know, they don't want to just take our word. They think we're all trying to stick it to them. So it says to deduct any charitable donation of money, regardless of amount, a taxpayer must have a bank record or written communication from the charity showing the name of the charity and the date and the amount of the contribution. Bank records, including canceled checks, bank or credit union statements, and any credit card statements. So you can use your canceled checks or a letter from the organization, um, but you do have to show some type of proof. You can't just say, hey, on um, December 6th, I rode through the intersection. There was a, a, a fireman standing out there. I threw a few bucks in there. Or, you know, I saw the guy, the Salvation Army guy, out in front of the Walmart, gave him a few bucks. They're, they're not going to let you claim those as various miscellaneous charitable deductions. So anymore. you can't deduct the, the, the Salvation Army or burn the boot at all anymore. Is that what you're saying? Unless you have, like unless you can get them to that guy who's ringing the bell, unless he's got a tax receipt that he's going to hand out to you right there. Uh, you know, I don't see that hope really that light working. Stay, out. Stays red for a couple minutes. So I don't know if that's, a, but that's the letter of the law. Like I said, IRS. When this came out, now I've never heard. Full disclosure, never heard of anybody getting audited for a two hundred and fifty various or miscellaneous itemized, you know, charitable deduction. But just the sheer fact that they changed the rules shows. That something's up here. So just wanted to keep that up. They also closed it out on this little tip sheet that they gave us. 
reminders to help you. It says contributions are deductible in the year made. Thus, donations charged to a credit card before the end of 2013 count for 2013. This is true even if the credit card bill isn't paid until 2014. And I know people get confused about that, but it's it's by when you actually charge, um, you know, something if you're doing it on a, on a credit card for charity. Um, also, what, why are you laughing? No, I, I just see somebody swiping like a huge credit card bill, like on December 31st, like going and maxing out that credit card to the charity to get that charitable deduction. Well, as long as you pay it off each month, <laughs> it's actually not a bad strategy if you get some points and other things, as long as it doesn't cost the charity too right, much. Right, right. Well, believe me, you know, we go to the same church. Mm-hmm. You hear our pastor all the time say, hey, if you left your checkbook at home or go online, you're giving through the credit yep. card when you when you do those type of things. I always feel a little guilty because we've even had discussions, because you can get 2% back from your credit card, but please recognize your charitable organization is probably paying 3 4% to the... They're paying something to the credit card company To the process, those things. So it might be better if you just give them cash or a check. Um, it's, I like this, because it is true. Um, and I, when I talk about the donor-advised funds, we'll get into this as well, but the IRS also has an exempt organization select check, meaning that it's a a link that you can go to and find on the IRS website that will let you go see if these charitable organizations meet the 501c3 requirements, but also if they're compliant, meaning are they filing their 990 forms on time and keeping up with everything. Really a lot of good data out there on the IRS website to let you see if the organizations you're thinking about supporting are keeping everything up to record and are compliant. Is it a pretty good idea for, you know, if you do want to start supporting charitable organizations, to vet them out a little bit, make sure they're doing the things they're supposed to be doing and staying in good order? Well, of course. I mean, but I I think a lot of people, I know I've always taken a personal interest. If I'm going to give money to a charity, I want to make sure that the lion's share of that money is truly going to do boots-to-ground work for the the needy people or or whatever people they're trying to benefit. Um, So I think anybody – and. Probably because this is a podcast and we're talking to cream of the crop. I mean, you you know how our clients are that come from the podcast as well as our listeners and our communication. These are sharp guys. I think most of them probably think just like we do and are already doing a lot of that due diligence. Um, Also remember, you know, giving away mutual, if you, because in a minute I'm going to talk about giving appreciated stock, mutual funds, exchange trade funds. That can only be 30% of your adjusted gross income if you're highly charitably minded. Um, cash can be 50% of your adjusted gross income, but when you get into appreciated assets, it's capped at 30%. Just a, just a little nerd out tweak there to, just to provide you guys. Um, and also if you file, if you give away, like to, like I mentioned already earlier to Goodwill, Salvation Army, anything that's valued over eight, you know, $500, even if you give like three bags of items that are worth $200 each, so it totals $600, you are going to have to file Form 8283. Don't let filing that additional form scare you. Just make sure you're organized. And that's why, Gabe, I will be giving you um, a link to this valuation guide for Goodwill donors um, that Goodwill has on their website, and they update this thing every year. This will be the 2013 version that Gabe will link to. And like I said, it's got shirts, blouses, sweaters, T-shirts, tanks, Casuals. I mean, it's really cool. It's got win, you know, women's, men's, children's. It lets you value. I mean, we can even get, let's go through here, Bo, because I didn't see, I don't see underwear. I do see pajamas, nightgowns, and robes. I see a two piece suit. Looking to see if there's anything. Sandals are valued differently than boots. Um, handbags and wallets are valued obviously different. Umbrellas, luggage, clothes, you know, cloth belts or leather belts are valued differently. Right. Um, when we get into household items, this is why these valuations are great, because they really do try to think of everything. We even got coffee makers, VCRs. Is there a value? A VCR, what's, what's that? What's funny, 
VCRs and DVD players on the same line, $8 to $15. I'm assuming VCRs are worth $8. DVDs are probably worth $15. No? You don't think so? Yeah. Okay. VCR? Um, griddles? Computers? It's got monitors, printers, systems, um, coffee mugs, gadgets. I mean, there's all kind of stuff on this list. You won't be disappointed. And it will also help you out because I know a lot of you probably, this is why you're not making those lists when you donate bags of clothes is because you don't know how to evaluate it because you're trying to figure out what's thrift value because that's what your primary, your CPA is probably putting on your tax returns that you're using thrift value. This, this will help you out. So um, Gabe's going to have that up on the website. Now let's talk about these donor-advised funds. These days are exciting. I mean, they really are a pretty neat planning And this used to be, I mean, if you want to you come up with something that's cool, really money geek, chic, as I was talking about earlier, these things are the bomb. And, and especially because, as we all know, it's getting to the situation with, with some of the new tax rates, um, these new additional taxes that kick in if your income gets over a certain level, you've got to get more proactive with figuring out where your income falls at the end of the year. So you're going to need to employ some really cool planning strategies to make that work. And one of the things you can do is you can load up your charitable contributions in one year. Um, you know, so you can really put a lot of money away, take a big charitable tax deduction, but then maybe you don't want to give you don't even know all the organizations you're ready to give that money to. So you'd like to find a way to give that big give but then park it for a while, right. um, and then you know as as you as you desire to give this money away to the charities, you have that ability, and that's exactly what these these little charitable funds that the ones I'm super familiar with is Fidelity has one, and they call it the Fidelity Charitable, um, the the giving account, and then we've also got Schwab Charitable, um, and it's a the, the donor advised and professionally managed account fund. And what's so funny is these things, I pulled, I printed out the disclosures to see what the minimums were uh, for contributions, what the minimums were for grants to the charitable organizations, what the internal operating expenses were to do this transaction for you. Guess what? They all match. No, it, they're all exactly. These guys, it's almost like they're like, well, what are they doing over there? Let's, let's just, let's just match their prices. Wait right. a minute. They, they lowered their minimums this year. Let's match them, match them. So, the, the, I mean, there really is no difference. The only, the huge difference I did see is from a technology standpoint, Fidelity now has an app. You can oh. go ch- download a Fidelity charitable app on your iPhone. I don't know if they have it on Android yet, but for definitely for your iPhone, you can now make, give, uh, you know, charitable grants, um, and, and transfer money directly from your iPhone. Really cool making this thing as easy as possible. So let's get into how these things operate. It's not uncommon in the past that you, if you say you owned a bunch of appreciated Coca-Cola stock, and we're saying Coca-Cola because we live here in Atlanta, um, it was not hard to find a charitable organization, bigger charitable organizations that would say, hey, I've got a brokerage account. You can just transfer that appreciated stock to us. And, and we'll give you a, you know, a letter acknowledging that thing. But then. And why is that more beneficial than just stroking a check? Well, it's really beneficial in the fact that you don't pay capital gains tax on that highly appreciated stock. So maybe, and this is what we've run into, maybe your grandmother gave you this stock and she gave you this highly appreciated stock. And now grandma is no longer with us. Nobody remembers. They were like, you got that gift when you're four years old. And you say, well, what's the cost basis? What's the cost basis when, you know, grandma gave it to me? You know, what, what was it like? Well, I don't know. Grandma's been deceased for 10 years. Uh, you know, we don't know what your cost basis. So you're like, oh, crud. How am I ever going to sell this thing without any tax basis? I'd have to take an entire gain on the sale. No. What you can do is you can gift that money 
to, to an organization, take a tax deduction at the full market value. So if, the, if you give them $20,000 of appreciated stock, you get a charitable tax deduction on your Schedule A itemized deduction for $20,000. And you never paid capital gains on that huge gain. So if you're charitably minded, Say you give ten, say you give twenty thousand dollars to your church every year of cash. I would, but yet you've got this account sitting over there with highly appreciated stock. You have no idea what the basis is. I'd say hold the cash, give your church that twenty thousand dollars in that appreciated Coca Cola stock. Keep the cash in your account, and then you can use that. It helps you for your cash flow, but then also helps the charity that you really want to help out with. You know, a place that we've seen is we had some clients who, um, you know, they bought some S&P 500 index, just yep. a mutual fund, back in March of 2009. Well, if you look at what that's done now, it's gone up over, you know, however much percent over that time period. Um, they know the cost basis. They certainly could sell it, but it's going to trigger huge capital gain. I mean, for these clients, they're in the 20%, um, you know, long-term capital gains bracket, 3.8% Medicare surcharge. If they give that, they have to pay any of those taxes, right? Well, you bring up – exactly. And also you bring up a great point and a good transition uh, is that most brokerage accounts, when I've done – when I worked at a, pre, a previous firm that w- dealt with big charities, it was not uncommon that they were with big wirehouses. And if you called them up and said, hey, I got a Vanguard S&P 500 or a Fidelity Spartan S&P 500, can, can I give that? No, we, we, we don't take mutual funds. And you're like, well, crud. I want to give you this appreciated mutual fund. I, I, you can't take that. No, we're not set up to take that. And you're like, we're stuck, I guess. These charitable gift funds, whether it's Schwab, whether it's Fidelity, they can take mutual funds. This is That's what's groundbreaking. So it's exactly what you said, Bo. You can have a mutual fund that's appreciated. It doesn't have to just be an index fund. It could be any mutual fund that's appreciated. These donor funds will now take that money. You get the tax deduction at full market, full fair market value, just like you were talking about, Bo, and take that deduction on your taxes and keep your cash in the bank. It's really awesome. incredible. Now let's let's talk about kind of some key numbers. You have to each one of them, whether it's Fidelity, whether whether it's Charles Schwab, five thousand dollars is what you need to start the account. You've got to you need to be giving at least five thousand dollars to open the account. Um, and you know, like I said, maybe you only give twenty five hundred dollars a year. But you need a year that you're giving five thousand. You can you can open an account with five thousand and then slowly disperse that over time. Five thousand is just what you need to get started. How big do your grant recommendation recommendations have to be? As small as fifty bucks. Oh, and this wow. is huge um, for for churches, especially startup startup charities. This is huge. I mean, there's so many charities in your community that are tiny. I mean, they might have you know this is a dream of somebody who is. You know, maybe like I, I, we went to a, a dinner recently that was for battered women. I mean, and this thing was just a vision of somebody three or four years ago. They're not organized. I mean, let's face it. Some of these people have the biggest hearts. They have incredible things that they're trying to help, but they don't have the business sense to go organize and set up a brokerage account. Right. I mean, they're not that they, if you give them two thousand dollars, you're changing their world. I mean, you really are. So if $2,000 go change their world, do you think they've gone out and opened a brokerage account so they can accept appreciated stock? No, they're not even going to know what that is if you mention it to them. With these grant accounts, what I like about this is it doesn't matter how small the organization is. You can give them as small as 50 bucks, as big as you want to go. And Fidelity or Charles Schwab or whoever you're using for these donor-advised funds 
Well, just cut them a check mm-hmm. and get it out there. And you, so it's really handling all the tax reporting, the organizing, and also not making these small charities jump through the hoops that once was required for a generous person, that, person that's got appreciated assets to give money. So really incredible thing here. I'm trying to think, Bo, well, you know, so the only thing I can think is somebody would say, well, how much do these things cost? Right. Um, the, the op, they charge a 0.6% fee. So 60 basis points on the first half million dollars. And then it drops down, to, I think, to 0.3. And then it goes down from there. So, um, you know, not a huge, it's, it's, it's little over half a percent, um, annual fee that they charge on whatever you put in these accounts. But, you know, that comes out of whatever you're giving. It still doesn't impact what your charitable deduction is on your federal tax return. Another thing that's pretty cool about these accounts, um, you know, if any of you have paid any attention to the news, there were actually two Mega Millions jackpot winners this past week. One of them actually just lives an hour down the road for us. And so if we suppose that Miss Curry said, you know what, I am now $120 million richer than I was a few days ago. I know for sure I want to give away $500,000 over the next 10 years. But I'm going to have a huge income this year because of these lottery winnings. I'd love to get a big charitable deduction this year. She can put that $500,000 into a charitable gift fund, get the deduction this year, but then say she says, well, I don't want it to just sit there. You know, I'm going I'm to give this money away over the next 10 years. You can actually invest these charitable gift funds. So you can go select even between, they have some pre-designed portfolios, you know, conservative, moderately conservative, aggressive, or I know that Fidelity and Schwab, you can actually manage the investments yourself. So you can go design a diversified portfolio yep. and even grow these assets. So maybe you put 500000 in there, but Ms. Curry, you could let that grow into 550, 600, 700. So, you know, it's a pretty incredible thing if you think about long-term planning and how you're really making sure that you're being prudent with these assets. Yeah, I mean, I like it. It's, and by the way, nice score there, Bo, because now Gabe's going to be able to tweet her name just in case <laughs> she, she's social media savvy and notice us, you know, so we can get that big windfall client. Nice, like that. We'll get you a bonus if that works out. But I do think it's one of those things that's incredible in the fact also, and then we'll, we'll close this thing out so we don't talk to you again until 2014, but it really does help with giving you the ability to spread things out. I had a doctor client who said, look, I love the, the, the college that I went to so much because they've enabled me with my education to do the things I'm doing in the medical field that I'd like to set up a scholarship that goes to that, that college every year. But my income is structured in a way that depending upon um, the consulting I'm doing for, for universities and other things, because he was a teaching doctor, that I can't, I can't, sometimes it fluctuates what my income is. So some years I can give a lot more than other years, but I'd like the, the scholarship that I set up to be the same every year. This is perfect. But we've also run into people, you want to help a friend. Maybe a friend comes to you and says they want to plan a church mm-hmm. in five to seven years. They, they have the desire to go open up a church or some other charitable organization. They're not ready. They're still out there saving their, their pennies and cents, trying to, you know, work that day job. But they have the vision that maybe three, five, seven years down the road, they want to start something. You can, this is a way for you to go ahead and fund that by putting money away on an annual basis, getting your tax deduction, letting that money build. And then when they're organized and ready, there it is. Drop it on them and watch how you'll change their life. I mean, I get goosebumps just thinking about how we, it, it really is true. And this is, you get older and you realize it's so much more fun to give than it is to receive. And I get it. I mean, and it's one of those things that 
I hope 2014 and this vision that I have of giving back and the big give is what we're calling it here in the office, that it catches on fire with you guys too, because I've already been floored by just how powerful us doing this social media and you guys being part of the army and the family that's making this happen. If we can, if you can do this with me, if you can go on this journey with me, I think we can change people's lives. And that's the part. And it doesn't have to just stop at autism. Autism is just where I'm going to start because it touches my family in a special way. It doesn't mean there's other charities that we can't put it out there for the podcast family to help us figure out what are the organizations or the people, the families that we can touch and get involved with and really create a movement here that really does change the world one case at a time. And that's what I'm hoping for for you guys. I hope you have a very Merry Christmas um, thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't say it enough for how much y'all support the show. You make this thing work. I think you can tell that we have a passion for this. We don't, we're not, don't have any corporate sponsorship. There's nobody behind us. I think people are shocked when they meet us in person. They're like, God, you guys really are like you are on the podcast. It, it's because this is our deal. This is really us. So thank you for checking us out. Um, go to money-guy.com. Check out all those social media opportunities we have so you can get rewarded in 2014. And I'm your host, Brian Preston. Thank you for a great 2013. I'll talk to you in 2014. The Money Guy podcast is hosted by Brian Preston. And Brian Preston is a partner with Preston and Cleveland Wealth Management. Preston and Cleveland Wealth Management is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities and Exchange Commission in accordance and compliance with securities laws and regulations. Preston and Cleveland Wealth Management does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Money Guy podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.